Hey, thank you so much for joining us online at Venue Church for another inspirational message from Pastor Corey Cope. If you were impacted by this message in any way, we would love it if you would share it with your friends online. Yeah, real boats rock. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. So my name's Arwen, as he just said. I'm only 17, so if I say something and you aren't following me, it's because I'm only 17 and haven't had much practice with this. Okay, so I only have five minutes to start this, so I'm going to start it off with this thought. If you had better friends yesterday, your life would be easier today. Just think about that for a moment. If you had better friends yesterday, your life would be easier today. Do I have a countdown clock? I get extra time, yay! Okay, so I don't know if you guys know this, but you're the average of your five closest friends. So think about who your friends are. You're not better than them and you're not worse than them. You're the average of that. Now to all you adults in the room, think about when you were my age, when you were a teenager. Think about your five closest friends there. Some of you probably don't want to because you're like, oh, a teenager. (laughs) Yeah, I got it now. But think about your five closest friends. And then think, if you had five close friends who loved Jesus when you were my age, your life would probably be easier today. If you had five friends who loved Jesus as a teenager, I'll bet that my parents wouldn't have to counsel as many messed up adults. (laughs) Oh, sorry. No offense, no offense. But... I'm pretty sure you guys all know that you're messed up, and if you can't take it from the really short 17-year-old girl, you might have a problem. (laughs) Thank you. So, (laughs) I'm involved in the youth group and the kids group. There's also a kids group for grades three to six. And I just want to talk to all the parents right now. That's where you need your kids and teenagers to be. (laughs) Because when your kid is 16 or when they're 12, They don't really care what you have to say all the time. They're not always gonna listen to you. That shouldn't come as a surprise. But what teenagers always listen to, they always listen to their friends. I always listen to my friends. If my dad says something, will I listen? Yes, but I'm sorry, dad, but not always. But if my friend says it to me, and I'm like, well, my dad just told me this, and my friend's like, yeah, he's right, and then I'm gonna be like, oh, okay, I guess he might be right. It's so important as a teenager to have good friends. Because I've been through, I'm in grade 12 right now, and I've seen time and time again, people get into the wrong group of friends, and then their life just starts slowly drifting farther away from God. If they leave the youth group, then they slowly get worse friends, and then I just watch it happen. And it really, it breaks my heart sometimes, because I'm like, you have so much potential. You could be involved with better friends, and that's where teenagers find better friends, is youth group. Yeah. So if I could talk to the parents for a moment, you need to get your kids in youth group and you need to get them into kids group because that's where they're gonna find the good friends that stick with them through life. And it doesn't matter how you get them there. Ice cream is not out of the option. Do it, buy them the new video game, take them on a shopping spree, whatever you have to do to get them there. Because if you you can get them there once, then I'll help them stay. I will personally do that. I'm making you a promise right now. You just need to get them there. I will help them stay there. And if I could talk to a moment for all the youth, you guys all know what school is like. You guys have all been there. And there are these people who I like to call friends. The people, (laughs) there's a Bible verse I have you today. It's Proverbs 18.24, I believe, if I could get that slide up. Yep, there are friends who destroy each other. But a real friend sticks closer than a brother. A real friend sticks closer than family. 
Real friends are the type of people who you could be down in the trenches. You could be going through the hardest time of your life, and the real friends are the ones who stick with you and are like, hey, it's okay, I got you. Yeah. That's the kind of friends that you needed in venue youth. Yeah. <laughs> so, if I could talk for a moment to all the youth. I've been through high school, and I know that there's a lot of friends out there. There's a lot of people who you get involved with them, and then you could be super involved in the relationship. But then it could all turn downhill. It could all go south really fast. And the worst thing is losing a friend. This past year, I would say that in youth, I've found my closest friends. My five closest friends right now are all in youth group. Because whenever I have a problem, I can just be like, hey, and just send them a text. If I'm having a rough day and I'm like, I just need to tell someone about this, then I just send them a text and then they're just like, oh, that sucks. And I'm like, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> The people in youth, it's like, they always make me laugh. That's what I need when I'm stuck in my head and I'm stuck in this bad place and I don't know what's going on. The people in youth and the people in small groups, they get me back on track. They make me laugh again and they make me just feel happier. So if you take anything away from what I'm talking about today, it's that in venue groups, that's where you, find, where you will find the friends who stick with you through life. The friends who are with you through it all, who you can be in the trenches, you can be in such a bad place, and they're just there with you, they're just helping you. And it's not just the youth and the kids who need in, to get into groups too, it's the adults, because I'm pretty sure you guys still need friends. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna end with this last slot, because I only got eight seconds. <laughs> so everybody in this room needs to get into a group because they need friends who will be with them through it all. And my time just ran out. Thank you. Well, that's hard to follow. That was an amazing uh, talk on groups. Good morning, Venue Church. Thank you, for allow uh, Pastor Corey, for allowing me to do this or forcing me to do this. Um, thank you all for listening. You know what? Life can be hard alone. A person needs people. People need a family, and family needs Venue Church. There are times when we feel like the world is crashing down around us. Um, it's like uh, laying under a wet blanket or trying to run uphill in deep sand. Uh, it, it can be very, very hard. For some, it's every day. And for others, it's just the odd time. But we've all experienced those hard times. I grew up in a home that was far from God. Uh, my parents uh, loved me. They tried their best, but they didn't have God. They didn't have God-fearing people in their life to guide them. So neither did I. Um, we just didn't have that in our life. It felt harder than it should be. So now you fast forward to I'm an adult. Um, I'm in my 30s. Uh, I have been married, I have one kid and another one on the way, and I've started a small business. All of this without any godly mentors and without, um, with a lot of personal baggage. Again, this is like being under that wet blanket or trying to run uphill in the sand. You can't catch a good breath underneath that wet blanket. You can't set goals when you're running through that deep sand. It's just, it's so hard. Um, it can make you uncaring, it can make you hard, it can make you focus only on your immediate family and not in your extended family or your co-workers or your community. So now, at this moment in my life, uh, newly married, uh, one of my wife's cousins invited me to an Alpha Group uh, wrap-up party. So these were people that just learned about God. Uh, you saw something different in them. There was a light. Uh, you could see that there was a different life ahead of them. 
So right after that, we found ourselves a church in Airdrie, and they tricked me into a small group. They offered free food. Um, I'm easily tricked. Uh, but they were great people, and I'll always be thankful for God for those people, because they really showed me how to grow my relationship with God, and they taught me that life with godly people is easier than when you're doing it on your own. Uh, where am I? Sorry. So since that small group, uh, I've never looked back. I've been a small group junkie. <laughs> Literally. I am Chad. I'm a small group junkie. I've been to a plethora of groups. I've been to men's groups, I've been to how to love your kids better groups, I've been to small groups, uh, I did financial freedom. Can you imagine being in a group that would eliminate the fights about money in your home? There is nothing more powerful than that. Number one reason for divorce. I've also had the opportunity to lead some groups. I did a group called uh, Submit Self-Defense where I taught martial arts and I led people into church and, and introduced them to church and God-fearing people. Um, which was powerful. I co-led with uh, Scott and Renee uh, God's Plan for Your Life, which was very, very powerful. Um, and then now I've been asked to lead Financial Freedom with my wife for anyone that wants to take it. I'll tell you, it will change your relationship. You need to be there. My favorite group is my Thursday night group. Everyone's here, the, the Petkas, the Lockharts, the Canfields, the Killicks. They're my favorite people on this planet. Again, they tricked me in. It was a potluck group. <laughs> got caught by the food, but regardless how I got there, I go for the accountability. I go for the fellowship and for the love. They are hands down my favorite people on the planet. You can't get better friends than that. So over the last 10 to 12 years, I've had a steady diet of small groups. I just got it. I didn't think about that joke earlier. <laughs> so what does God say about groups? Hebrews 10, 24 says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving, all, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. Matthew 18 says, For where two or three gather together in my name, there I am with them. Look at the size of this group. God is here with us today. Thessalonians 5.17, therefore encourage one another and build each other up just in fact as you are doing. And then probably my favorite is Proverbs uh, 27.17, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. I go to church groups, to small groups for growth, for obedience, for friends, for love, and for God. I encourage you all to get into a group because it will be good for you. It'll be good for your family, and when you get connected, it'll be good for the community and the world. And that's true today, tomorrow, and the rest of your life. Two, one, one down. That was amazing! Oh my goodness. What? That was amazing! Oh, guys. Uh, did you know that big dreams takes more than hope and hard work? Big dreams take skill. And I see so many of you guys out there, and seriously, you guys, and that was amazing. Uh, you guys have all been such an awesome part of our journey through small groups and through getting to know you guys and moving forward in venue, and I want to thank all of you. I could see so many of you that are sitting out there that should totally be sitting right here. So next time. Um, and I super want to thank Pastor Corey and Pastor Aaron for having a vision for a church that challenges us to move forward. <laughs> And to, 
to do that in community, guys. Not all by ourselves, off in the side, like, I'm doing really great. But we're in community doing that, actually spurring, moving forward in that way. And so thank you, guys. Um, I want to share with you, a couple years ago for me, I was at a place where my outside facade was rapidly crumbling. But it, it wasn't only the outside. I believe my family wouldn't be here as we are today without small groups. You see, guys, girls, moms, I don't know if any of you guys have been there, but for me, I was at a place where I was successful. Like, I was going to all the moms groups with my kids, and I was regularly at the gym, going to the library, homeschooling. I was running a successful business. Uh, my marriage, no. Scott and I barely saw each other. And when we did, we didn't talk about anything real. It was fine, I guess. Not something that was going to be long-term. And my parenting... My kids were great, and I was homeschooling, but I did not feel confident that I was going to be able to mentor them into being awesome human beings as they were able to grow up. Now, for me, if you know me, I was reading all the books, like all the books, and I was taking courses, and I was part of other groups to be able to learn and grow like that, but guys, knowledge does not equal skills. So insert venue, small groups, and there we had amazing neighbors at the time that accepted us as we were. When Pastor Corey said, are you able to attend groups when you don't believe? Um, yeah, you are. We walked in, like literally we had been to church for three weeks. We had never been to church before that at all. We walked into a small group just like, hi guys. Oh good, there's a donut. <laughs> okay. And, it was, and they accepted us as that. They didn't ask us to change anything or do anything different. It was the fact that we were there. It was partially the material, partially listening to other people share, partially the relationships we were able to build, and the, the, the presence of the Holy Spirit that was able to take us from, from me being accepted to being affected by that. And my heart was able to soften and shift and be open to actually changing. Thank you. Thank you, guys. So for me, one transformational shift, I mean, I, I, could, almost, I could take five, five for five spots to share, um, and probably five times ten. All the transformational shifts that have happened for me, I don't want to, though, because this is so awesome. Um, but one for me has been in my parenting. And really, truly, I was at a place where I was alone and stuck in parenting. And I didn't really know what to do. Like I said, my kids were great, and that stuff was fine. But truly, looking towards the future, I wasn't sure where I was going to head with my parenting. And it was through um, the real questions that were happening, and not only in the parenting group, which I was at, but through other places and relationships. Real questions. For me being able to ask silly questions of other people who have similar values to me through parenting, that I was able to go from being stuck and alone to feeling free and confident in my parenting. Like, what? Oh, no. Okay, and... Uh, <laughs> I looked at the top. <laughs> and now I was free and confident. I am not a perfect parent. And I don't believe I ever will be. But I'm confident in my relationship with Christ. I'm confident in taking a step forward in that every day. I'm confident in the unity that Scott and I have in our marriage and in our vision for our parenting. Guys, that has never been before. Like, seriously, amazing. I'm confident in this, this community of amazing, supportive people that support us as we move forward in our journey. And they're kind of, it's kind of like bumper pads. Hearing some of the stuff that's in the small group and hearing some people talk and also some really close friends that are like, hey, have you thought of this? It's, it's like bumper pads that keep us moving forward in the direction we're meant to. I don't get far off track because, like Chad, I'm a small group junkie. I consistently attend small group. That's that. 
And I do that because I know I've already gone through the place where having to make huge major life changes before, and that sucks, guys. Small, slight course corrections, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's easier because it's not easy, but it definitely is more simple. When you get slightly off course, you just come right back, and slightly off course, and you come right back. So I want to share with you guys this scripture, um, and it's commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. And truly, in small groups, you're there to fix you. So that's commit your actions to the Lord. I truly believe that venue small groups have given me the courage to answer the, the hard questions in a real and truthful way and to be able, like I said, to grow in the direction that I'm called to be. So I highly encourage you guys to be small group junkies too. Just check out one. Seriously. Step in. Thank you, guys. All right, everybody. How are you doing this evening? Pretty good? Okay. What if I told you that God can't do everything? Don't throw anything at me. I'll say it again. What if God can't do everything? So I'll, 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 I'll lead back to that a little bit later. Um, when I first entertained the idea of joining a small group, I thought, you know, small groups are for people with messed up marriages and messed up finances, messed up kids, and just messed up people. And uh, you know what? The reality is, is that most people uh, have problems. Some more than others, but most people have problems. The difference is, is that some people like to keep their problems a secret. My fears were that I didn't want people to think that I had problems. When I come into this church, I don't want people to look at me thinking, look at that guy, he's messed up. I want people to know that, you know, I got it together, that I'm working for NASA and I'm, I'm an important guy. But, and I don't work for NASA, of course, but... Um, anyways, you know, I thought that maybe if I just prayed to God that he can just make my problems just go away. So I'll just continue my life, and he'll just work on the background and, and help me out. But the reality is, is that you got to listen to the Holy Spirit. You actually have to make a step towards the right direction. And so what I had to do is I had to, um, you know, let him take my hand and just lead me where he wanted me to go. Psalms 34, verse 19 says, the righteous man has may have many problems, but the Lord will deliver him from them all. So what that means is that it's not just the righteous people and that, or the unrighteous people that have problems and the sinners. It's actually everybody has problems, even the righteous, even the pastor over here. I mean, I'm sure he's got problems. I got problems. And so, you know, the reality is that, you know, you got to just kind of just let him lead you. And so that brings me to my statement at the beginning when I said, God can't do everything. Well, it's true. God actually can't do everything. He can't make a loser. Because you know what? We're actually all winners. We just have to take the right step in the right direction to get rid of our problems. We, ha we have to be doers. We have to be doers and, and do what he asks us to do. To do. Okay? So, so that's what I did. I decided, you know, I'm going to join a, a couple groups. And uh, I joined the uh, marriage group. And I joined the uh, financial freedom group. And, you know, uh, the marriage group, um, I asked my wife at the time, we were separated for a couple of years, and, and she respectfully declined. And I said, you know what? That's okay. 
I don't need, I'm not bringing her uh, because I want to fix her. I'm there to fix me and to help myself so I can contribute positively to the marriage. Because, you know, I'm not perfect. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people think I am, and I'm sure they're surprised. You guys are all surprised that I'm not perfect. But, you know, but let's, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Okay. So, um, anyways, so what did, what did small groups really do for me? Well, it, I mean, venue, small groups, you know, when, when you attend, people get to know you. They really get to know you. And so, you know, as problems surface, you know, they can help you through those problems. And, you know, you feel supported and you feel like a family. And, you know, I never had that before. I was kind of living on my own, just kind of just angry and mad. And, and that gets tiring and gets old after a while. Also, as you're uh, preaching and praying together, you know, you grow spiritually. And that's obviously a big bonus. So what happened after I, you know, attended those small groups? Like, what were the changes? You guys are probably wondering. Well, financially, I did a 180. I mean, I was in the hole, and then now I'm debt-free. In le- yeah, in, le- in, in less than a year. And, uh, and I'm not talking a couple thousand dollars. I'm talking, you know, tens and tens of thousands. So um, that helps. And, and when, when you're financially free, you almost become a different person. You become your real self, your real true version of yourself, because you're not that feeling like you're like, you know, um, that kind of the greedy, selfish person, because I kind of was that way. You know, and uh, it really helped me uh, through that. Um, but, you know, the other thing that small groups did um, was the marriage group. It didn't really, it didn't fix my marriage. I'll, I'll tell you that. But what it did do is it helped me to be a better marriage partner. And I can take that with me in the future, right? I'm not just trying to fix myself just to fix, you know, my marriage in the moment. I'm there to actually just, you know, fix me forever, right so for those of you who are a little scared to um, attend small groups I understand that I also understand that um, maybe you just feel like you don't have enough time but let me ask you this question six months two years five years ten years down the road do you really want to be sitting there complaining about the same problem or do you want to actually make a move listen to the Holy Spirit and let him lead you out of those problems, those many problems that you have. So maybe today's the day that you take that leap and join a small group. That's it. All right, last. Uh, I have to thank you, Corey. Uh, You inspire us every single week. And for you to share your time with us and ask us to share with your people, That's quite the honor. So on behalf of all of us, thank you. Thank you for that. I I didn't find God. God found me. Well, Corey found me. Let's scroll back. So Corey was scheduled to be on an episode of Riding in Cars with Cars, a hit Facebook show you should check out. Do you like the wink? Um, And so Matt, my husband, and I were on our way to pick him up. And we're driving there, and we are having this epic fight. <laughs> epic. And we're pulling in, and I'm like, I can't do this. And he's like, good, neither can I. And I don't, whatever. Anyhow, so Matt gets out of the car, uh, speaks to Corey. I don't know what he says, uh, but Corey's a pastor. Obviously, he can read between the lines. He knows what's going on. 
we go on our merry way, we get over whatever the argument is in the next couple of hours or weeks or months or whatever. <laughs> and we also start to develop a friendship with Pastor Corey and Pastor Aaron. And they eventually invite us to a small group on marriage. That's divine intervention, friends, okay? Yeah, that'll tell you. So at first I'm like, uh, no. Because I didn't grow up in the church, like at all. All of my education is from television and movies. <laughs> Might not be an accurate portrayal, just saying. So I wasn't sure. I was like, is this, is this going to be weird? Are they going to be weird? Am I going to be weird? I don't, I don't know. But at the end of the day, I'm about improving myself and learning and growing. And I really want to give my kids the opportunity to learn from me. And so I have to be a good role model. If I want to teach them good lessons and all that stuff, I kind of got to do it, right? So I thought, okay, let's try this out. So we went and it wasn't weird, you guys. It wasn't. There was no weird chanting or things or whatever I saw in a movie. Nothing like that. And um, it, was, it was great. We talked about all the things you would expect to talk about, like communication and that sort of thing. But there was an element that had never been in any book I'd read or any movie or show or podcast I'd listened to. And that was God. And the lesson was, look, this is hard work. You got to work. This doesn't just happen on its own, but you're not alone. God has your back. And that was pretty freeing because I'm kind of a type A, I'll get this done kind of gal. So when I realized that, hey, I don't actually have to do all the things all the time. There's actually someone or something that supports me. That was kind of cool. So small groups really did two things for me. One, it was an introduction to venue. Um, it was a place that I felt safe to kind of explore this and ask questions, and ask questions I did. You can ask Corey. There's probably, like, a long list. But because I'm the type A, I'm a one on the Enneagram, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to learn it beginning to end. So I literally started at the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I decided and proudly proclaimed to Corey, I'm going to read the Bible, start to finish. Apparently only ones do this. I don't know. I don't know. Like, what do I know? They didn't go over that in the TV show. But um, so Corey was happy but slightly horrified because he knew Leviticus was pretty close to the front. I don't know. I thought it was pretty entertaining. It was very colorful. Very colorful. But anyhow. So I wouldn't have done that, though. I wouldn't have ever watched a sermon online. I never would have come with my family and eventually come regularly with my family. We're working on it. We're working on it. Um, but I wouldn't have done that if it hadn't started with a small group because that was the safe place to learn and ask questions and see if it was a fit and see if I liked it. But small groups is also a community. And I believe in my whole heart in the value of community. I think it benefits us mentally, emotionally, physically. It's such a key part of our lives. And I kind of think of Ecclesiastes uh, 4, 9, and 10, where it says, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. One, if one person falls, the other can reach out and help, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. And that's just good for life. I mean, someone should probably put that on a T-shirt, but uh, 
that's not my business. Um, but I think it's just, it speaks to what life is. It's about having community, it's about having support. And I certainly saw that value in small groups. So I wonder what kind of value a small group might have for you. Thank you. Hey, we hope you enjoyed this inspirational message from Pastor Corey Cope. If you'd like to partner with us, please go to venuechurch.ca slash give. Yeah, because a life saved is worth everything.